Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon, and it is a joy to be with you, and I can't wait for this one because this is the chapter. This is where they begin their journey. They're about to leave the Mount Sinai, and they're getting ready to head toward the the promised land. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. There's also a sad moment in here. And so there's just a lot going on in this chapter. And so make sure that you get the context properly. The context is this nation born slaves. Now they're free and they're ready for what's coming next. And so we're going to get ready to jump in that. Before we do that, if you like this, make sure that you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you do your podcast. It really helps us get the word out to more people. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like this video, share this video, comment down below, working on an idea about a place where we can create some community. Until I do that, go to my Facebook page and leave a comment because I post every day the chapter we're going to read. I really do want to hear what you get out of these chapters. It blesses my heart to do this. And so I'll, I'll do these forever as long as I know that we're able to do it together. All right, so here we go. We're going to jump into chapter 10, verse 1. And as we get ready to, I was curious, have you ever been on a vacation you've been planning on for a while? Maybe you go to the beach or you go on a cruise, you go to Disney, whatever. And as the trip gets closer, you, you get prepared, you get planned, but then it's the morning of the trip. I know this has happened with my, my kids and I. We get ready for the trip, but then the morning of, oh, it's game time. It is showtime. You're just, you're trying to get it all ready. You think of the last things you didn't get to think about. You're excited, you're nervous, all the things. That's the feeling. So kind of have that, that nervous anxiety, you know, that excited anxiety as we read this together because it's time. It's time to go. And so here we go. If you've got your NLT Bibles open with me, got your coffee ready, Numbers chapter 10, verse 1 says this. Now the Lord, remember, every time it's in all caps, Yahweh, Yahweh said to Moses, make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble for the signaling and for the breaking of camp. When both trumpets are blown, everyone must gather before you at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one trumpet is blown, then only the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, must present themselves to you. And when you sound the signal to move on, the tribes camped on the east side of the tabernacle must break camp and move forward. And when you sound the signal a second time, the tribes camped on the south will follow. And when you must, you must sound short blast when the signal is to move on. But when you call the people to an assembly, blow the trumpets with a different signal. Only the priests, Aaron's descendants, are allowed to blow the trumpets. This is a permanent law for you to be observed from generation to generation. And when you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord your God will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. Blow the trumpets in times of gladness too, sounding them at the annual festivals at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpets over the burnt offerings and the peace offerings. The trumpets will remind your God of his covenant with you. I am the Lord your God. So pause for a moment. It was all these different things. So it's blow the trumpet when everybody is supposed to meet at the tabernacle. Blow a different Blow a trumpet a different way with just the leaders. Blow a trumpet when you're supposed to leave and when you're supposed to stay. 
and then blow the trumpet when you're there to make war and also when you're doing sacrifices. But here's the thing. Why did they blow the trumpets? Well, it said, when you do, it will remind God of his covenant with you. I am the Lord your God. And so what I love about that is he is saying, when it's time to meet, I'm going to think about you. When it's time for just the leaders to meet, my mind is on you. When it's time to move on, my mind is on you. When it's time to stay, my mind is on you. When it's time to go to war, my mind is on you. When it's time to celebrate, my mind is on you. And so not only was it a symbol of God thinking about you, but it was also so that every time the trumpet is blown, be for us to remember God's thinking about us. How would it change our day if we realized that every time we do something, God is mindful of us? I think that's amazing, and it's awesome for us to take with us. The idea, no matter what we do, God is mindful of us. All right, here we go. It's finally time, verse 11. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, or should we say (laughs) their liberation from Egypt, on the twelfth day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. And so the Israelites sat out from the wilderness of Sinai and traveled on from place to place until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Paran. Now, remember, the cloud was the visible presence of God leading them, that holy GPS leading them from place to place, possibly a place like with water and whatever could sustain them until they get to the promised land. Verse 13. When the people set out for the first time, following the instructions of the Lord that he had given through Moses, Judah's troops led the way. They marched behind their banner, and their leader was Nahashon, son of Abinadab. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Issachar, led by Nathaniel, son of Zuar, and the troops of the tribe of Zebulon, led by Eliab, son of Helon. Now, once again, remember, that's from earlier chapters. God said, when you go, go in this order. And so now they're doing it. All the planning, it's happening. Then the tabernacle was taken down, and the Gershonites and the Merarites, divisions of the Levites, were next in line of the march, carrying the tabernacle with them. Reuben's troops went next, marching behind their banner. Their leader was Eleazar, the son of Shadur. They were joined by the troops by the tribe of Simeon, and led by Shemeluel, the son of Zeroshaddai, <laughs> and the tribes, uh, uh, troops of the tribe of Gad, led by Alisaph, the son of Duel. Next came the Kohathite division of the Levites, carrying the sacred objects of the tabernacle. Before they arrived at the next camp, the tabernacle would already be set up at its new location. Ephraim's troops went next, marching behind their banner. Their leader was Elishima, the son of Emileud. <laughs> I messed that one up. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Manasseh, led by Gamaliel, the son of Padusa, and the troops of the tribe of Benjamin, led by Abaddon, the son of Gideonai. Dan's troops went last, marching behind their banner and serving as the rear guard for all the tribal camps. Their leader was Ahazar, son of Amishadadai. <laughs> Let me try that one again. Amishadai. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Asher, led by Pajel, the son of Akron, and the, tri- the troops of the tribe of Naphtali, led by Ahira, the son of Enon. This was the order in which the Israelites marched division by division. Now, pause. Remember, this is what God had told them before and got all this plan. But now it's happening. So now they are marching toward the promised land. One day, Moses said to his brother-in-law, Mobab, Mobab, the son of Raul, the Midianite, we are on our way to the place the Lord promised us. For he said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised wonderful blessings for Israel. 
But Mobab replied, no, I will not go. I must return to my own land and family. Please don't leave us, Moses pleaded. You know the places in the wilderness where we should set camp. Come and be our guide. If you do, we'll share with you all the blessings the Lord gives us. They marched for three days after leaving the mountain of the Lord, with the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moving ahead of them to show them where to stop and rest. As they moved on, each day the cloud of the Lord hovered over them, and whenever the Ark set out, Moses would shout, Arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. Let them flee before you. And when the ark was set down, he would say, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. So I see both something good and bad in this second half of this. The good thing is, man, they set out and they went. And can you imagine the moment when the, the cloud would move and Moses would say, Arise, O Lord. Let your enemies be scattered. I mean, that was the rally cry, the battle cry. Everybody would just move toward that pillar of fire, that cloud. But then when it would settle, he would say, return to us, O Lord. That's amazing. Here's the negative, negative thing. And that is, remember that God said, I will lead you through the wilderness. And I'm going to lead you with this divine GPS, with this cloud by day and fire by night. So there it is. But Moses is already going, yeah, but we also need another guide. And so when it was time to go, he did, remember back in Genesis when God told Abraham, go to the place I will show you. Don't leave your family, leave everything behind and go to the place I will show you. What did he do? He went to the place, but he took some of his family with him and it caused problems. Moses is doing the exact same thing. God says, you go, I'm taking you to the promised land. I personally am going to lead you. And Moses says, that is great, God, we're going to follow you. Hey, Mobab, do you mind leading us? (laughs) No, that is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to follow the cloud, follow the fire. But isn't that like what we all do? God says, serve me, follow me. And we say, yes, sir. But I'm also going to go to culture. I'm going to go to other things, even well-meaning things for me to live my life by. Because God, I trust you, but I'm going to need some additional support. And it's not because we don't trust God. It's just sometimes we don't necessarily trust maybe the way God's going to do it. And so, you know, God, I know that you know everything, but I don't know that you know everything, <laughs> so I'm going to do it my own way. So what a wonderful lesson for us that if God says he's going to lead us and God says he's going to guide us, sometimes the best thing we can do is to kind of burn the ships behind us. No turning back. No going anywhere else. I'm going to follow what you say. Thank you, God, for putting this in your word, that even someone with the faith of Moses and seeing, visibly seeing the cloud by day and the fire by night, they still say, Hey, Mobab, <laughs> you mind also leading us as well? And it would have been different if they said, hey, Mobab. I love that name, by the way. Oh, Mobab. That's not like someone born in Alabama where I'm from. Um, hey, hey, Mo. Hey, Ho. Hobab. Hobab is his name. Hey, do you mind telling us about this land that we're going? Because God's not telling us. He's just taking us. So can you explain? That would have been different. And so there's nothing wrong with having fellow travelers and having fellow journeyers, say it that way, but to make sure we always are led by the Lord, not the opinions or even the experiences of others. They can inform our journey, but our journey is led by the Lord. So if I were to give this an overall title, it would be the journey begins, the beginning of the journey toward the promises of God. I want to know maybe down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube where you what you got out of this. And if you're listening to the podcast, I want you to go to my Facebook page. You can type in Facebook and then the Brandon Cannon. 
Brandon Cannon was taken, so I am the Brandon Cannon, and underneath the daily readings, I want to hear from you what you got out of this chapter. I think this is amazing. It's just going to get better from here. We get to learn about this whole idea because the overall idea of the book of Numbers is learning how to trust in God, and you can already see, Jesus, I love you. God, Yahweh, I love you. But I could get some more informed people around me. I'd be better. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just make sure that we're led by the Lord and everything. So let me pray for us. And then we're going to read our, our verse and we'll be done for today. You know, Father, thank you so much that, Lord, you have talked to us. And so now you have given us the chance to talk to you. And we say thank you that you know us and you lead us and you guide us. And thank you that there are people who have been further along the journey that can inform where we are. But, Lord, we only look to you for knowing where to go. And I pray you will surround us with people who can help us to understand the season we're in. But let us always look to you to guide us the right way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word says in Numbers chapter 6, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you. I'll see you next time for Numbers chapter 11.